alcoholism. Seriously, James? That's how you're going to start this entire event. Don't blame me. This is on Mr. No Fun Buzzkill for choosing this movie. The movie is more than just alcoholism. Pick a different topic. Okay, fine. What can I choose? Um, I guess the only other one. Abusive relationships. All right. My name is Nicole. And I'm James. And this is night one of our first ever Kaiju Lycon 2022 brought to you by Mostly Speaking Sentai. Yes, guys, like I said, my name is James, and welcome to an event, if you will. And check out this thigh I have going on right here, fuckers. You can punch that, and I'll be fine. I might bruise a day later, but that's of a banana. And a banana you can still peel and, oh, baby, take suck on that sweet fruit inside. I'm talking about my foreskin if I had one, and I wish I did. Mother, why? Mother, why? Let's introduce someone who is not my mother, but she is that of a queen. It's Nicole the Bricks the Jakis. Jakis. Um, hi? Hello. Salute to you. Salute your shorts as well. Salute yourself. Salute my piss. You, that's what people should start doing. When they start peeing, just standing up, it's probably do it in an uh, area where it's not like, oh no, my, my pedal's doing a, what do you call those things with a, what, you want a, a wiggle worm, a is that? A 360. A 360, an Xbox? Yeah. No. No, like a skateboard trick. A, I'm a skateboard trick, baby. You put rubber bands with a tech deck on it. Oh, on your penis. Okay. <laughs> so everyone should, at least once in their life, I'm pretty sure I've seen this in a movie, stand at attention while peeing one hand on your hip, the other like this, and preferably while the sun is rising or setting. Rising. Let's do rising. The yoga pose. Salute the sun. Is that a real pose? That's what the is. That's what the pose is. Called. It's this. Yeah, that's a yoga pose, dude. Man, that's a basic ass pose. Yeah. And people are like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a master at yoga, and that's all you're doing." It's, Shut up. Yeah, it's relaxing because you're peeing. Oh, you're also pissing. <laughs> yeah. Nicole, have you ever peed while standing up? <laughs> like, have you tried? Yeah. Like into a toilet. No. Okay. You should try it sometimes. It'll make you feel like no one can strip you of your rights. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's introduce our guest. You see him on the screen. Off off that? Yeah. Let's introduce (laughs) him. He's a rapper of no. You can hear him on Spotify and sometimes on the radio, stereo. Hum, 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 hum. It's Nicholas, period, but just Nick, period. Or Nick, uh, and uh, I am just happy to be here as always. It's always fun to hang out with you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Nick and Nicole, I got to tell you guys. Are you barking because <gasps> of that movie we watched? Oh, to watch. Uh, what is it? Bring out the bodies. Bring oh. out the dead. Oh, yeah, they bark. And they in bark that. for no, no reason. No, no, no. I'm just like, <gasps> this isn't a bark. I'm just like, I'm amped and excited. Oh, okay. Guys, I'm excited not to tell you this. I am officially anti-doctor and not anti-medicine, not anti-science, 
just these fuckers. I mean, I feel like you should just be anti that one doctor. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the two doctors I've been with in a calendar year. Okay, let me set the scene. Everyone knows I got ulcers or something going on in my body. Who sure. knows what it is? I went back in November, maybe late October. Who knows? All I am aware of is the trees had leaves that were changing a color and they fell to the ground. And I said, whoa. So it was somewhere around Halloween is what I'm saying. Hey, Halloween dies tonight, Oh Mitch. my God, hurry so, up. <laughs> I went to this doctor and waited 50 minutes. Like I was in the place. Granted, yes, I go to people without a good income doctor. So maybe they're stressed out. No, when I am the only person in the waiting room and the only person I've seen for a while, I don't think they're, they're being pulled at each end like I'm Laffy Taffy, shake it. And that's strike one. So I scheduled an appointment. I got a referral for a gut doctor because the person was like, yeah, they're they're, going to have to look inside of you to see what's wrong with your stomach because it's probably not like an ulcer ulcer because it should be healed by now if you're taking omeprazole for four years. So I call the place. The referral's for six months. That's as good as long as it's good. They say, hey, the next place, remember, this is uh, November, Halloween, and they say, we can fit you in June 30th. So I'm like, okay, all right. The the referral will have been expired. Luckily, they still accepted it. I get there, and yet again, only person in the entire doctor's office. I wait 40 minutes inside the god ding dang waiting room. Not even waiting room. Like they put me, they sherpaed me into a, like, like I'm on Mount Everest. They threw me into an exam room and I knew I was the only one because I saw all the other exam rooms are open, doors wide, like my legs on a Saturday night and... I'm pissed. I'm anti-doctor now. Your guys' thoughts on these white-robed fucks. I still like doctors. Uh, I respect your experience and peacefully and respectfully disagree. (laughs) I'll still go to doctors. I'm still, I guess I, I have to go to doctors, but they should be, if I scheduled something, Nick, if, if you said, hey, James, can I come in to record? And I said, okay, all right, it is June. All right, okay. I can pen you in January at 3 p.m. And then when you come over January at 3 p.m. and I make you wait 40 minutes, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? He made me wait for six months. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. I mean, I think the thing with doctors is I remember going through some stuff with like family. And the big thing I started to realize about doctors, which seems obvious, but it's like they're just people and they have the right to suck at their job like everybody else does. And I kind of got over it a little bit, like not like saying you should. I think you should fight the power as long as you feel it burning in your veins. But yeah, I mean, doctors are people and like some of them are going to be good and some of them just they just fucking suck. Just like at least there might be somebody who makes your burger at Wendy's really well. But then the next person just drops it in oil. Ooh, that actually sounds good. Chicken fried steak. Fried. Yeah, why yeah. not? Nicole, your thoughts on doctors? As someone who I no longer talk to once said, 
not all doctors got straight A's. Oh, yeah. It's like that joke. What is it? Like, what do you call the lowest scoring uh, person in the class of like in medical school? And it's like doctor. Yeah, Yeah. they're still a doctor, I guess. It's the same thing. (laughs) Damn it. Why do you guys have to come with logic and not hate that I had yesterday? Uh, I don't don't know. And don't don't even get me. Going on the CTA yesterday, dude. This is why, this, dude. This is why I fucking go all the way downtown because I like my doctor. You were like, she's all, she's all the way downtown now in this building, and I'm like, yeah, because I like her. I'm going to make the trip there. Okay, I will say your doctor going downtown. The almost hour wait I had in an exam room is still a shorter experience than you have going downtown and talking to this doctor who doesn't even let you in on that sweet medical Mary Jane. Also, you don't. It's it's legal now. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> it, it's still 27 percent cheaper for medical marijuana and we Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That recreation tax is murder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah, anyone who says, hey, it's legal now, no, 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 guys. We need to fight the system, break the system, and get sweet Mary Jane at an affordable price. Just need to learn how to grow it, baby. Yeah, that too. But I don't smoke it, then I would I need to learn how to edible it. Yeah, and I already just got some like free plants from like a promotion thing and they're like already dead <laughs> and like <laughs> my, my, so i just came in and they're like your plants are like dying and i was like oh yeah i was i was like really inspired for like a week with them i was like here's here's some water and then you know i i couldn't <laughs> describe I'd, the amount of indifference i had to those plants <laughs> lives <laughs> i'd say that's that uh that's user error <laughs> yeah yeah I was definitely like, well, they must be, I'll give them some water eventually. If not, they're dead. <laughs> like, that's all I felt about it. I didn't even do it when they told me. What do you think is the perfect so, amount of weed to have on you at all times? Like, for a week. I don't know anything about that, but if I was ever to, uh, it's illegal like now. You can somebody, say you can, you can say you do drugs. I mean, lots of things are legal. So I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm just saying if I thought about it, Hypothetically, from an outsider's perspective, I definitely feel like if you had like, I mean, depending on your frequency, I feel like you could have like a gram on you and like you have that for like your chillum or something ground up somewhere and you could bring that with you somewhere. I mean, that's still a ticket, I believe, at that point, if, you know, I knew anything about that type of stuff, which I mm-hmm. don't. But I feel like hey, you don't usually need more than like gram and a half if you're an active, active person, because otherwise you just kind of want to. You know, dip it in once or twice wherever you are and kind of go about your day with like a one hater or something like that. I would assume. Where's the coolest place you've ever smoked? I can only imagine so many cool places that people could have smoked in their lives. I mean, I think I am a person that likes nature. And I feel like if I were someone who smoked, it would probably be like a really cool like nature area that I used to hang out in when I was younger before I did that stuff and then you could just like go through the woods and like see animals and like it just frolicking around and you're just like smoking a joint and it's I would assume it's pretty cool <laughs> okay do shrooms at the peak of Everest that's what people should be doing okay like I wouldn't be able to think at the peak of Everest yeah and then freezing the shrooms would ease your mind 
I feel like I'd die if I took shrooms and I had somehow made it to the top of Everest. I feel like I would need my wits about me, you know? No, I think you, you okay, you microdose on your way up and then you macrodose at the top. So even smaller. There you go. No, macrodose yeah. is big. Microdose tiny. Yeah, I, I th- I'm sure that'll go great. Uh, I'll give that a try next time I decide to climb Mount Everest. Uh, I've been thinking about it, honestly, so. Ooh. I might have to think about that. You bougie now? Yeah, you know, you know, it was it was really just that moment you said Sherpa, and I was like, you know what, I should really climb a mountain at some point soon. Because it's only bougie people climbing up there these days. And we're only getting older. How How long can you really, like, climb a mountain mm-hmm. as a human, so... It's time to start thinking about it if you want to climb a mountain. Yeah. Because I am. Nicole, we should find the smallest mountain in our area and just climb it. We'll go hatchet style. Climb a small mountain. That's like surfing a small wave. Like, what I've, do you get for that? You got to climb the big ones. a mountain before. Like, like a, I'm... To the peak? I don't know. And it was called a mountain. It wasn't like a hamburger hill. You ever heard of the Grand Tetons, you bitch? I've never heard of Grand Titties. No. <laughs> the Grand Boobs? All. Where are they? Explain. In Wyoming? In Grand Rapids? Yes. The suburbs of Grand Rapids? Not what I said at all. Yeah, Wyoming Township in Grand Rapids, Michigan? <sighs> yup. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a, just a mountain of old buildings and jet skis. Is and that... you just hike you hike up you hike up the mountain. It's where all the people with midlife crises ditch their what have yous when their crisis is over. Nice. That's why it's called the Grand Boob. So they like throw them off the mountain to get rid of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In high school, I would if I was like stressed out, I'd be like, I'm going through a midlife crisis. God willing. Because then that would mean I would be dead at 30. Yeah. Wow. I hated life back then. Oh, not a lot's changed. (laughs) I don't feel like I've failed as a partner at all. (laughs) Nicole, I'm keating. Also, it wouldn't be you failing. It's my mind failing me. Oh, okay. So technically, it's my mother and father for giving me these shit genes. Nice. Yeah. I actually think I hiked a mountain, too, in Australia, but it was, like, super small, and it had steps, but I think they called it a mountain, so I think I technically climbed a mountain, or hiked it. I'll call it climbed. A mountain with stairs is just God saying, hey, giving you a gimme today. Or or man spitting in God's face. Either one. (laughs) No, because that was God's will for them to build those stairs there. Kind of feel like we just decided we wanted stairs there, (laughs) (laughs) but it's all right. I mean, the dude that led me up there, his name was Hayes. That's a pretty like natural nature name. So maybe he's like a person of the forest who like built that. I mean, not a person of the forest. He's not really that. See, I'm I'm saying person of the forest because of that Bollywood movie. I'm just so obsessed with it now. We haven't watched it yet. He is, of course, talking about RRR, Tolkien. You already know. Featuring pirates. It's not a pirate movie, Nicole. <laughs> it's not at all, but like, it's definitely one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life somehow. Uh, is it better than Pirates of the Caribbean 2 at Dead Man Chest? Fucking doubt yes. it, bro. Yes, it is. It is. It's better than a lot of movies. Hashtag... <laughs> 
part of the ship, part of the crew. Is that a phrase from that movie? Yeah, I said it backwards, so. Part of the crew, part of the yeah, ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part of the sea. Uh-huh. Then Moses comes out and he's like, who's talking about parting seas? Was that the second <laughs> one you guys were talking about? Uh, yeah, I think. That's the one. Oh, that's the cool one. That's the one where like everybody dies at like the end. Not dies, but like the big squid comes and it's like super bummer. I liked that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean one per it was Captain Jack Sparrow. He dies? Oh, I guess when yeah. he died, everybody died to me. Yeah. <laughs> but he's bummer. in all the other ones, Nicole. Yeah, in the third movie, dude. He comes back? Yeah. They, or it's prequels. They fucking turn the ship upside down, bitch, to go oh. to Davy Jones Locker and save yeah, him. him. Daggy Joan yeah. Locker. Might be a little controversial to say, but I feel like sometimes they put a little too much focus on that character. Wow. You want to know who I want? But he's horny for the sea, dude. What's more pirate than that? I'm horny for the sea as well, and I'm talking about (laughs) cunt. Oh my God. Uh, I thought you were going to... I thought you were going to segue to Colossus. No, no. I said the C word, baby, because I am. Oh, it's beautiful, (laughs) smooth, hairy, whatever. You guys got to check this thing out. But let's let's talk about today's movie. We are watching 2016, I believe's Colossal. Nick, you chose this movie. Why'd you freaking do it? Because I... I don't know many other kaiju movies that I would probably want to see, <laughs> like, other than that. I I'd like kaiju movies, but I do feel that there could be a lot more done with it, and I feel like this was probably the most creative one I had heard of or seen, honestly, because I did see it once, but I was interested in, like, looking at it again for, like, a review purpose. Mm-hmm. purpose. I, when you mentioned this, I was like, I think this was a movie that Nicole Turned on, we used to bring our bed, our mattress out into the living room and we would watch a movie. And generally, Nicole would watch it and I'd fall asleep while spooning her. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's one of the movies that I fell asleep while spooning. I, and Nicole's like, no, I, I think we like watched this movie. And I'm like, nah, pretty sure I, I we were spooning. And then first frame comes on. I was like, oh, yeah, this is all coming back to me. And then maybe... 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, yep, I sat down and watched all of this movie. I remember all of it. It's very creative, and and it's the twists and turns and the weird ways it goes. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. So, it's I mean, funny? I, I took a lot of notes. Yeah, the movie's not funny to you. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sad, but, like, it's also funny, like, how it, I mean, it's sad, but, like, it's also funny. Okay. Points. Like my life. <laughs> I guess we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get into the goddamn thing. Oh, I do have so I picked up a, a, a very quick note on this. Before we started watching this, I picked up a a collection, another collection of VHS tapes to either keep or to sell. And one of them I was like, oh yeah, we got our Tom Cruise movies, and I <laughs> pick one up and I say to Nicole I say this one I look at it and I was like 
Ricky Brine, and then I put it down, and she goes, "You mean risky business?" And I was like, "Oh, oh shoot, my God. that's what that like, says." What the fuck and is Ricky Brine? <laughs> Nicole thought I was joking about saying that. I was like, I could not read the cursive writing on this, so yeah, I thought it was Ricky Brine. Like, did he do some like Guy Ritchie film, like some British gangster flick? I didn't know about. Nope. What's up, guys? I'm Ricky Brine. Tom Ooze. Hey, uh, what was that? Tom Hardy, one of those movies made his career. Memento. Bronson, that's the one. Well, I was just saying, like, cheeky film biopic about a random British dude. Okay. Like a Rocket Man. Rocket Man. I love that movie. Like that Elvis movie. Oh. I was talking about the comedy about when they go to Mars from, like, the early 2000s. Mars attack? Mars Man. needs moms. John Carter of Mars? <laughs> no. Rocket Man with Harlan Williams. Remember that guy? He played oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. friend that gets locked up and half-baked. He did a movie where they do like a trip to Mars, and I think like one of the astronauts goes bad, so he ends up being one of the people. It's just a terrible screwball comedy, late 90s terrible, but I, I loved it. Me too. Kid. Oh, there. You, you knew it. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It's great. Remember when he farts in the space shoots, and they yeah. try to like keep it from going to the other suit? And how uh, they were like, oh, you're going to go mad in here when they're in that isolation chamber. And he's just like talking to himself and drives everyone else insane. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, that guy, I would say he didn't get enough, but he he got his own movie. So I think he did fine. Yeah. He was also in Big Money Hustlers with Insane Clown Posse and Freddie Got Fingered. He was in Freddie Got Fingered. (laughs) I always forget that movie until someone brings it up and I just... Everything in that movie, I feel like if people, I feel like people collectively in society have forgotten that. And I feel like sometimes I want to just play that movie so people remember what they allowed on screen. We just did it on This Existed. Oh my God. See, and the fact that it has to go into that, I would think that like that, something like that should have never left people's minds, but people were so quick to want to forget that because mm-hmm. that was, that was one of the biggest violations on a film screen. Oh, man. But let's get into Colossal. Okay. <laughs> I I only have, like, a few kind of, like, sprattered notes. And, guys, I want to tell everyone this right now. Unless Nicole takes notes for Mothra versus Godzilla, she has not taken a single note on any of the movies we're discussing. Yeah, like, for, like, in all honestly, uh, honest, wow, words, uh, for my mental health. Because otherwise, I will be overworked and burnt out. Ooh. Yeah, she was doing a puzzle maybe during this or smoking a fat stogie of catnip. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she, she's like, hey, guys, this is how you do it. She's showing Butter and Socks how to smoke some catnip. Sorry, I'm not you when you're 12. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I did smoke catnip <laughs> when I was 12. I rolled it up in a paper towel, just like a napkin. Guess what? It hurt my throat. <sighs> Surprise. I was like, oh, why do people do this? It hurts my <laughs> lungs. Nobody does that. People smoke. I should have used some Bible pages. That's what I should have done. Uh-huh. You can roll with some Bibles. Jesus. You can roll blunts with Bible paper. And oregano. Yeah, that too. <laughs> no, you want to use okay. incense and myrrh or whatever it's called. Okay. Because that's what... Frankincense. There yeah. we go. Incense and myrrh. Simpson myrrh. Oh, I like Simpson myrrh. Frankincense. 
Actually, it's called Simpson Mo. That's who the character is. This movie, it starts out with like this girl, and I'm like, um, white broads, am I right, chat? Because she's like, oh, <laughs> there's no one in chat. <laughs> It's Anne Hathaway. I also forgot we were like streaming on Twitch. Yeah, because no one's Yo, here. I, I've forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten multiple times. <laughs> no one's here. Okay. No one's beer. Okay. Get used to me. So they're pounding back brewskis, but we haven't seen that just yet because <laughs> Anne Hathaway it comes home drunk and she's like, "Oh hey, uh, does my wig look good?" And it's insane. Like, she's wearing a wig, and it's it's pretty telling. Just why? Just use your own hair, guys. Wow, wig shaming. No, okay, bad wig shaming. Wow, bad wig shaming. Yeah, there we go. And you got to get a wig with real hair. You don't want any of that synthetic bullshit. Wow, wig shaming. No, the, uh, the I'm quoting your grandmother. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't mind her hair necessarily. I mean, uh, honestly, my first thoughts were kind of on like when this started, I just kind of wondered like, what is the thing with kaijus and like Asian culture? Did they like really create that concept? Because I was like, why are we still like, you only show it in like one place. Like they don't ever go to Sweden. Like they don't ever go anywhere else. Cause it, but then I remembered like, wasn't Godzilla like almost like a commentary on like nuclear war or something like that. Uh -huh. yeah. So that's uh -huh. why it was there. And it's weird to me that we just made it like, well, it's just Asian people now. <laughs> it's like that's kind of how it goes. There's also been, I believe it was Yangari. Was that the, oh no, Gorgo. Gorgo was in England. Oh, you get a few, but this you was. really good. like, yeah, the reference is, if it's like referenced, it's yes. Japan. But James has yeah. like uh, info about the making of the movie. So, yeah. So this dude, the director is from Spain. He wanted to make a Godzilla movie for the least amount of money ever because like, hey, this concept, we won't need all these huge effects, just a few, a few of them. So he was saying that in investment speeches and in emails and all of this stuff trying to get people to like money as a producer like trying to get funding toho found out about it and was like no 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 you can't be using godzilla and images of godzilla as ways to convince people to fund your film and it's like i think you can but we got to chat r2's in this goddamn thing so this guy, they they filed a lawsuit against him because also the monster was originally going to look more like a lizard opposed to what it eventually oh. is. So in the lawsuit, he had to one, it couldn't be in Japan and the monster had to be changed. And like any reference to Godzilla or images of Godzilla in the movie had to be scrubbed. That's why it is in South Korea. And the monster looks like a weirdo as he does. Yeah, I do feel like parody law should have protected them from at least somebody saying, oh, Godzilla in the movie. But I guess not. Yeah. So Toho does not respect the parody law of other countries. <laughs> you can just not respect it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like they, they they don't enjoy it at all. They don't all. give a fuck. I thought within the country they could still respect their own laws and like block Toho. 
because I thought there was like a thing with that with like how other countries like Brazil would recreate Nintendo consoles for their like area, even though Nintendo didn't really have a lot of stuff there. But I, hey man, Toho's doing it, so they know the business. That's that's crazy though. But yeah, I I thought the movie it's such a weird movie, but I will say something I enjoyed about it is the way they do dumps of exposition. I thought that was really good how they did it. Um, sometimes with movies, especially ones that are kind of sci-fi like this, when people have to get the story out of the way, it, it becomes caught in jargon. And just seeing like how when she came home the next morning, like the argument, the non-argument her boyfriend had just kind of explained her in a nutshell. And mm -hmm. then like when he leaves and the friends come in, there was like almost no dialogue in that moment, but that also added depth to who she was as a character. And I was like, that's like seven minutes in and I almost didn't need to know anything else more about her. So we could just keep everything moving. And I really yeah. appreciated that about the movie, how they handled that. Yeah. And also we get, we find out about Anne Hathaway's boyfriend. His name's Tim. He's kind of an asshole later on in the movie, but right now he seems just of like, hey, we cannot be together anymore. You're mainly focused on boozing and hanging out till the peak dawns of the morning. And then he says, hey, all of your stuff is packed up already. It's in the room. Please be gone when I get back. And she goes in and she is living light, guys. I wish I could live like her because all of her worldly possessions can fit into three suitcases. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh a lot, too. I was like, that's really all you, <laughs> that's all you got? I loved it. That's great. I've talked to, like, Robbie about that before, and he was like, yeah, like, I was like, also with that same, like, oh, man, I wish I could, like, have less bullshit. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, but usually in that situation, it's like you're, for one reason or another, like, forced to get rid of your stuff. It's not yeah. like you're you're just like, no, I don't want stuff. It's like you just had to get rid of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do feel is a little implied with her that she's just trash and, like, didn't have many worldly possessions because she was just kind of like a not necessarily a parasite but just not really applying herself at all uh, i also will just put forward right now that i didn't know anybody's names in this movie be and i just kind of called them their actor names so i don't even remember their names just <laughs> if you start talking about them i only remember tim and because i don't know the actor's name but sudeikis <laughs> Anne hathaway Coke exactly. friend and sex friend. Those will be the our main characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those people are all very sad. But uh yeah. Speaking of sad. Great comedy. She goes back home and she's like, "Oh man, I I have this beautiful house I can live at. Fuck New York City, dude. Live here. It's a beautiful cozy house. Does look a little uh the conjuring-ish. So, <laughs> maybe that's why she's not there or it's the haunted memories of childhood past are flooding back yeah, to her." Yeah, you could say the same thing about Muskegon, James. Oh, but if I had, like, a badass house to just live in and, like, oh, I don't, this is paid for, no mortgage, I'd at least go back frequently. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. I'd go and be like, hey, I, I can record here and go, <laughs> ew, 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 And then, you know, ghosts will sing back to me because it's EVP. No, you wouldn't. What you should have said is, hey, that's like you, would you really go back to the house that you lived in in Grand Rapids? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that is a, ha a haunted house in many ways. 
Yeah, I, they also. I feel like I might have missed a detail, but I feel like there's something else going on with like her relationship with her parents or whatever. To where it seemed like there must have been a lot of things with that house and like that whole area. It seemed like they wanted to imply a lot more than they wanted to just say, but it seemed like something was going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like how they we touch on that she has a sister, but we never meet the sister. It doesn't get malignant ish. Even though Malignant's yeah. badass, guys. Check that movie out. I fucking hate that movie. It's top tier awesome. I can't stand that movie. I was so... <laughs> yeah, because it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's fun. I was like, surprise, surprise, oh Nick picked one of the most depressing kaiju movies. I feel like it's not that depressing. I mean, oh my it God. gets pretty dark at times. A, a man think, beats a woman. Yeah, in her life. Was, yeah, is but like trash is a the context mess. of the kaiju. Yeah, I mean, I. Well, that's actually something I did want to bring up because I did start a note at a certain point when uh, Jason Sudeikis's character starts getting real dark. They have that real like uh, villain adversarial thing going on, and I was just like, first off, what's up with the dude? She like slept with like just letting her get beat up low-key like in front of him and not doing anything Mm -hmm. and then second when jason sudeikis was like in full crazy mode after she said you lost your mind and he was messing with her i was like this has this is weird because he's he's like not hitting her or anything like that it was like this fake energy he had and then he hit her and i was like oh okay so he is like (laughs) he's all the way Mm -hmm. gone but i just feel like yeah that's terrible and it was terrible to watch, but the payoff of the ending is <laughs> crazy, and it's it's crazy. I don't think the movie's that depressing. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I feel like it's saying a lot about me. <laughs> I, I think it is. This is a straight up downer of a flick, and the ending the, doesn't have a good payoff. <laughs> you know, because she's still an alcoholic. <laughs> No, because she doesn't even, she just like flicks him. I'm like, no, I want to see you squeeze his body to death and he explodes. I mean, he's dead. Well, you want blood? You want all yeah. that? I mean, he did murder like a whole quarter of like soul. I mean, yeah, I would have been fine with that too. But I mean, the important thing is he's dead, you know? Spoilers, I guess. Vague spoilers. Do we even care about spoilers? Uh, no, yeah, we can spoil. But what she should have done is like, Popped him like a beer can and then drank him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just like, you know, when you get a nice shave at a barber and they, they put the shaving cream on with a little bristle, she should have like done that. Um, no. Like this. Uh, I guess I, I look, I, I actually guess. look like a cat doing like a meow. Like a little. You do. I, I actually meowth. didn't understand how she could see him or like catch him or do any of that. Yeah. Like, did I miss that part where like they could talk to she could hear him or something. No, it didn't make any sense to me. No, because it, there's it also doesn't make sense. So they're in this playground for people who haven't heard it. When they step into this playground at around eight oh five in the morning, they in upstate New York or Massachusetts, wherever they're at, they step down and then in Seoul in South Korea, this kaiju appears. But when they go out of the boundaries of this playground, they are no longer, like, they dematerialize. Jason Sudeikis' character at the end starts running away from her because she goes to Seoul and then goes into the same area thinking, like, hey, this, also, there's a lot of logic that it's, how 
do you think how quickly do you would would you have pieced all of this together or if you even would have as quickly as she did? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't know how I could have possibly like that's why they had to do that scratching the head mm-hmm. thing and all Chekhov's that stuff. nervous tit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And then when that that explanation was complete bullshit. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? So he runs away from her as big kaiju, which means his kaiju should have dematerialized way long ago. And then she would have had to been like, well, fuck, I, I guess I just need to smash down and hopefully get him outside of the boundaries in which I'm in. Yeah, there's a lot of that that just I was like, I guess you just wanted the movie to end now. So mm-hmm. I guess it's going to end now. Let me read some chats real quick. R2 Shelby 2 is saying, I like how they introduced Jason Sudeikis as this, as the hometown love interest in a rom-com, but then it quickly becomes clear he's actually scary. Malignant cracked me up and Nicole wants blood. Hell yeah. So I think it's, I like that they did that and I think it's like important to have gross toxic characters like that shown as like quote-unquote like normal nice people in the beginning because usually usually when a movie shows an abusive relationship it's just to be like it's just to like make you immediately hate one character so you only see that one part is like oh Mm -hmm. this person is violent and hateful but it's like that's not how that works like it's like a slow, usually it's like a slow burn of like, you don't realize how deep you're in it until it's too fucking late. Yeah, like nine years in, you start seeing warning signs. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost at a decade, guys. We don't need a piece of paper to tell us that we're in love. God, I wish your family would understand that, Nicole. Specifically one family member. You're the one that always fucking says it. What? No, I... No. When that wedding was happening, I was like, oh, I'm I'm feeling the love of the wedding. And I thought like, hey, this is the biggest thing I can do to show you how much I love you is like, hey, let's get married. But then you're like, I don't want that. And I'm like, okay, fine. That has subsided. It's just like when someone gets a new cat, you're like, oh my God, I want a new cat. Or when we get a new cat and I see that they're in love with each other, I'm like, maybe we should get a third cat. (laughs) And now there is one family member who they are acting like they're big shit, even though they haven't been in the family as nearly as long as I am. And it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And it's like, it's not my fault we're not married. This is on Nicole's wishes. So you should respect your family member and be like, okay. I mean, if anything, you should be like mad at my mom that she doesn't change the, I don't know, qualifications. Of what family means? Yeah. Yeah, That uh, I mean, yeah. Everyone should be saying, hey, James has put in his work. <laughs> he, uh, had, he, he used to clean this fucking house once a week with Nicole. Yeah. He's done what he needs to do. He's still here and always will be. Maybe it's because people are like, Jesus Christ, when is he going to leave? Maybe that's why they keep saying this stuff to me. Specifically that one person, everyone else. And then sometimes yeah, other people it's because, touch on. You know what? Actually, it's because they're jealous of you because they know that 
you don't even need that okay. to like for them to love you and accept you. But does. I mean, okay. they do. <laughs> I mean, but, but they don't, though. I'd be fine if this person. That's why they're rubbing it in your face. Oh, man, like I'm a dog and my, uh, oh, it's the living out of wedlock that I'm, is the mess that my nose is being rubbed in. Yeah. Yeah, so when they said that she conjured lightning <laughs> to strike herself on the top of the head because he smashed her scientific diorama in, like, fourth grade, I, I still don't really get what they were trying to say there. And why didn't anybody recognize her toy and his toy as giant huge beings destroying Seoul, Korea? I don't know. Right, like, they should have, <laughs> because more often than... Not they're like franchises of yeah. like pop culture. It's weird that they wouldn't be like, oh, hey, that's from that show that we used to watch as kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would still know a Voltron robot if I saw one, you know? Yeah. It could be a, <laughs> I didn't grow up with like all the fancy toys besides like Batman. But if I wanted other things, my family would say, well, we're going to this nickel and dime store just buy something buy a toy there and it was always just like extreme trash there was no franchise stuff this was before spider-man's like hey uh let's just we didn't sell this merchandise here let's throw it into a dollar store so it could be one of those situations where it's like hey i just bought this for this project and i will never remember it in my life also remember they they purchased this stuff, they had it as a diorama, and then they got zapped with lightning bolts. That could have affected their memory just a little bit around this entire situation. I mean, I feel like everybody else would, unless, you know, like you're right, and he got like the equivalent of like a Michael Jorbson doll mm -hmm. <laughs> or something like that from the dollar store. <laughs> it's Jorbin time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the Michael Morphin Jordan. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, unless it was something like that, I could definitely, I definitely feel like people would recognize those toys. Uh, I did love though when um, him, like after you know the dude Jason Sudeikis beat up Anne Hathaway, when he was like stomping on <laughs> the playground, and they had the sounds of like the people of Seoul, Korea, like screaming and like destruction. I thought that was pretty funny and like. Uh, you bringing up the cheapest Godzilla movie ever. It's like, that's hilarious. <laughs> that, like, yeah. that was a scene where you're just watching this dude deliberately step on <laughs> a little gravel in a, in a play yeah, playground. It, it, it took me a minute to be like, what, how would you think this is funny? But then I was like, oh, if you, if you think of it in a different, like, way, instead of seeing it as, like, oh, fuck, he's, like, murdering all these people and just seeing it as what it is, like, he's just aggressively stomping the ground and she's crying <laughs> mm -hmm. at a playground. <laughs> like, imagine if you were a kid getting on a school bus right now <laughs> and you turned and looked <laughs> at the playground. Yeah. <laughs> or, or imagine if you're a realtor going to a house and you're like, oh, fuck fuck prices are about <laughs> to plummet right now not again god damn it speaking on so i was like oh this is how to do a kaiju movie on a shoestring budget and then nicole said dot dot aka colon don't just don't do it just 
Or take this money, make like a 40-minute kaiju flick where it's nothing but monster battles. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. I just think it's an interesting concept, and I feel like I don't know how mm-hmm. much better they could have done it. They could have made it more positive, maybe not had the whole gaslighting aspect of it. But, I mean, you know, that was the, the character, and I did appreciate how not everything was resolved by the end of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess, you know, winning a kaiju battle wouldn't necessarily solve your life problems. So it was interesting as, like, it was kind of like a liberating experience for her, but it wasn't, like, a happy ending, I guess. Yeah. And she could still turn into the kaiju, I guess, tomorrow, right? Uh, I'm, I don't think she will, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she could still do it. I do want to say I love this movie. I think it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I I, I like it. I don't know. Like, I oh feel like my god, you were just yeah. saying like, hey, uh, this is a great movie, <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I, the- it is. But I, I I like it. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, well, I let, do think uh, it does a lot of things right. Let's keep what? going through notes. We'll go back on to like. Okay, so she goes okay. back to town, and then she goes to this bar because Jason Sudeikis was a childhood friend, and he now owns the bar because his father bequeathed it to him. And you never see signs so just flagrantly advertising what it is than in a bar because they just see a sign, neon sign that says beer. And I want someone someday to make us a neon sign or an LED sign that just says that I can put in the back and just says voice or podcast. So it's like, hey, people, what are we doing right now? That shit right there. Podcast. When you just get one that says recording. I know I don't want recording. That's not like uh, unless it's a record store not far from here that would totally do that for you. It's like a custom neon light store. It's really trippy because when you're walking back home like at night and probably drunk, like it's just this one store, even when it's closed, they're all like on. All the lights are on illuminating it. It's very odd. (laughs) Waste of electricity, just like escalators. (laughs) Because it's all those different types, like all the types of like neon signs you'd see throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Probably some old ones they took from places that closed and it's all just like on. I do. I am also anti-escalator recently. Because they are just a waste of electricity. Either have stairs or an elevator. That's all you need. Or like only turn them on like during the busy days. Yeah, the peak Otherwise hours. just have them be stairs. I don't know. I love escalators. You know, because <laughs> you kind of go, you kind of go on like an incline. You can look at people. You can kind of be like, hey, look at you. You're not on an escalator. You're just like walking up a ramp. And, you know, you can kind of just live life. It's a nice little separation of people who are doing one thing and people who are doing another thing. I'm not for separation. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you, it, unless you had said that, I wouldn't have taken it that way. I know, but I just don't want to leave that open for anybody. I'm just saying, you know. You were talking about, oh, coming back from drinking and seeing these neon signs. What Guys, do you, did you have a hometown bar? Yeah, but it's it's closed now. I think it's destroyed. It used to be a place called Pops in uh, the suburbs where you could go there and see everybody you went to high school with and hang out with them and talk to them about things you don't want to. But uh, I think they destroyed that place probably because it was a vortex of negativity. <laughs> Nicole? What? Uh, any hometown bars? What was that one like right by my mom's house called? 
a moon saloon? Moon moon something. Full moon saloon. Yeah, 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 that one. Not to be confused with Charles Brand and his brand. Or Charles like, Band. Uh, Northside Pub. Oh, yeah, Northside, yeah. I always think of Rackets in Muskegon. I don't know what that is. It was a real trashy bar. It sucked. Like, not good at all. And they would, I think I'm getting spammed on YouTube. Nice. People, I think, nice. trying to sell me porn or something. Yes, please. Hey, do what you gotta do. I just gotta make sure they're not trying to sell porn. Yeah, I mean, that's key. I don't want to be a part of that. But, you know, it's an interesting thing with uh, these kaiju movie, especially this one, where mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how they could link the kind of like phenom of a kaiju to such a real like basic ad. it's essentially a hallmark movie that has kaijus in it and then becomes evil mm-hmm. <laughs> almost due to the kaijus a lifetime movie <laughs> yeah so it's a hallmark movie that becomes a lifetime movie also includes kaijus perfect because they're aren't they don't they have like the christmas ones but then also the depressing ones yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lifetime, that's, they're like the, my daughter, where's my, not without my daughter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, or the, oh, I saw myself on the milk carton. <laughs> or stalked Game by my doctor. Up. It's so good. It's a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's a good franchise because no. they have five of them. Maybe it's six. Bad. Eric Roberts doing things for himself, guys. I mean, he's just always got to stay busy, man. You know, mm-hmm. got to stay busy. Uh, so... In this movie, this guy's uh, sex friend goes in to kiss Anne Hathaway the first night there that they've met. And Nicole's like, that's a little early to be trying to kiss someone. I'm like, Nicole, people have one night stands. And then I thought, we do Mike stand Mike stands. Why not have a podcast called One Night Stands where one day... Like someone who's really into something like maybe, hey, Nick, you come on this podcast and it's Drake you, you for one episode. And like I will for one day consume all the Drake I can. Then I get onto a podcast. Maybe it, it's in two parts. The first is like, hey, here's what you're going to want to know. <laughs> and you about. jerk off while you do it. What? Oh, because it's a one night. St- no, yeah. we have. It's not a one night stand. It's a one night stand. So when do we have sex? <laughs> Never. Penises are now, oh. unless it's like, I guess one night stands for, I, I guess like sex dolls. So, so you want to just like listen to all the Drake albums and then like just come and have a Drake podcast with me? Yeah, but for one episode. So like I am an expert for one day, like, or not an expert. I'm a livid fan for one day. I mean, I'd be interested to see how it goes. There would have to be real parameters of like what you have to subject yourself to. Yeah. To be prepared for that like one episode, but I think it's it's not the worst concept. I mean, you're essentially doing that with that ICP one because I don't think you're like an actual ICP fan, are you? You're just kind of examining their discography. I like no, to say is a fan. I'm a fan. I guess I used to be. D- oh, just, you're Juggalo James. Yeah, I used to be like I you. It was a thing I did as a teenager, but there are some albums that hit hard, and even ones that I thought. Oh, these have to suck. The Mighty Death Pop is a per, like pop, all a near flawless album. It's so fucking good. A near flawless ICP yeah. album. 
Like for right, what James. they're getting, for what they're dealing, it's near flawless. Yeah, there, there's a couple for stinkers, <laughs> but it, they also, if you have a 18 song rap album, yeah, there's gonna be some stinkers on there. I mean, Drake had a 26 one, I think, with that Scorpion one. So I'm just saying, pick the right album. <laughs> I do want to to ask you something. That new that new Drake album sucks, right? I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'll okay. say that. I don't I don't think it's that great, but honestly, I'm I haven't really been into most Drake projects. I think they're fine, but I the last one I really kind of stuck and hung on to from him was in like 2015. So <laughs> I, I like Drake. I, he always gives me something, you know, but I usually keep rappers like that at a rule where if they can give me like three songs that I listen to all the time off each project, I, I usually just take it as a win. Like Kendrick's project, I felt the same way. Like he gave me in like four or five songs I really like, and I was just like, all right, I'm good. Well, ICP, they'll give you 14 an album. They're all going to be bangers, huh? They're all just going to be absolute bangers. I even Sean did agree with the Mighty Death Pop. He's like, yeah, this this is fucking great. Because he's never listened to them before this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe I'll give it a try, James. <laughs> One night stand, baby. All right, the next note I have is... This is the easiest fix of uh, of an issue in a movie ever, which is, hey, guys, don't go to this playground. But yeah, that's... That's the conflict, isn't it? That how could you stay away? It's so easy. But then, you know, we do get Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> yeah, of like, but she could have just never told them. That's She shouldn't have told them. But I guess she didn't have the inkling because she forgot because she has lightning brain right now by his badness. How would she have known that, like, he would be the only other individual on mm -hmm. Earth that would also be able to manifest a being and that in there? It, he would and do it to keep her around like a psychopath. Also, those variables, you can't really predict those. Mm -hmm. I mean, her her not remembering is from her drinking. Oh, I thought it would have been from the lightning Well, bolt. what about when he was like, well, I mean, yeah, some of it. I don't know. I guess... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Her childhood, I don't know. But like the times that she was like in the town. Oh, no, I, I was specifically talking about childhood. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what was going on during that part. Like, I just feel like that's a big, there's not a good explanation for anything we really see here. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I was fine with it. I was able to take the leap. I mean, I just thought it was pretty well told for a story that, Sounds like a train wreck attempt, you yeah. know, like it would be a train wreck of a movie. Yeah. I do like how every time she falls asleep in the beginning, she's like either sitting up, which sucks. Don't fall asleep like that. Or she like deflates and she wakes up and she's like, oh, my boobie. Yeah. Yeah. It's falling asleep on your boob hurt, Nicole. Yeah. Okay. You're like, haha, <laughs> hashtag relatable. Yeah, that's what you do. Hashtag it. <laughs> Guys, okay, kind of like, hey, what Ed, Ed, and Eddie character would we give our each other? Real quick, Nick, what what do you think we are? Who's the Ed, who's the Ed, and who's the Eddie? Uh, of us three? Yeah. You're definitely the little one. I mean, I'd probably be the one with the cap, and I just feel like Michelle would be... Michelle? Michelle Double D, just because she... It's not Nicole, sorry about that. Double D because of her lack of care of any general situation, so she would just be kind of... Went off into, you know. Wow, that's completely. 
I thought you would be Eddie, Nicole would be double D, and I would be single D. Nah, I mean, I definitely, I'm super paranoid and super neurotic, so I feel like I would just be the cap guy. And you're the one with the schemes, man. You got the shows, you got everything going on. And the rhyme schemes. And the rhyme schemes. And Nicole would just kind of be like, yeah, all right. Okay, okay, well that... Kind of like now. <laughs> all, oh yeah I, guess, yeah, I guess you're right. All of that to bring us to this. Which aspect ratio do you guys think we are for, uh, in, out of these three, anthropomorphic <laughs> widescreen, which is what you see on uh, like a, a movie, like today's movie. You have HD widescreen, which is 16 by 9, or the full screen 4 by 3. I'll just go with four by three because I'm old school. Okay. I'll, I'll go by that one. And Zack Snyder's Justice League was in that. Oh, yeah, 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 it was. Nicole, I think you're anthropomorphic because you you're you really want that 35 millimeter feel to Nicole. And I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a digital age boy. Okay. I was hoping you guys would just say moving on before we tried to dissect that. But, you know, you say things and you got to follow through, James. No, you don't. Classic double D. We don't. We don't need that. Um, what's this an allegory for? Do you think? I, I had that under a portion of my notes called "not fun," where I felt like there was still a part of me that felt like a lot of this it was a metaphor for just very frivolous white problems that interfere with foreign places and ethnic people mm-hmm. in terrible ways, and how two people rustling drunkenly in a playground is leading to massive death and their lack of care for the weight that they actually hold as a responsibility had no factor whatsoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I still felt that there was a little bit of that energy I got when watching the movie, but I, I didn't want to bum myself out watching it. I was just like, but that's there. So I'll just put mm-hmm. that under the not fun thing. Cause I should at least say it. Cause, but that's your favorite though. Yeah. Is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you you're right. I mean, that's probably why I enjoyed it. Have you ever listened to the band Fun? And did you hate it? No. <laughs> I like a lot of fun things. I like, I've liked Weird Al Yankovic at one point in my life. I've watched Simpson episodes. Your cat, your, your, you have so many stipulations <laughs> to your things. I liked him at one point. I've seen some episodes. Those are fun things. I don't know what you want from me. I like fun things. Uh-huh. Do you like a carnival? I mean, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> what? What about in I a didn't music? Say I didn't like it. I You said hey, it's okay. <laughs> I it is. I've what? been to one. I I enjoyed myself. Ooh. I don't go looking for carnivals. Do you like cake? Yeah. I love cake. What's wrong right. with cake? Okay, good. And I'm talking about Chicago Alternative Comics Expo. I'm talking about that ass, ass, baby. Oh, yeah. Thick and rumptuous. Okay. I mean, I also like the pastry as well. Yeah. I like fun things, man. I like a lot of fun things. I feel like. All right. All right. We'll trust you. We got a whole list of one item. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You like cake. That was the item you gave. You could have given me plenty of other items. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You like surfing? Superman's my favorite superhero. He's positive. He's fun. No, Superman's the least fun sure. choice you can choose for a, your favorite. Why is he the least one? He's he dull. can do everything and obliterate everyone. That's not fun. That's that's genocide. I mean, I'm not saying he does. I'm saying he <laughs> could. <laughs> that's fun, guys. 
as long as he does it, it's a fun time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He saves cats and stuff, and like his suit is bright. It's it's a fun character. He's from Kansas, man. He's from Kansas. I once read circa space. Read an issue where he wore a bird's nest as a wig. See what I'm saying? That sounds like a fun yeah, guy to me. Yeah, he's real. So much fun. Only fun people do that. Exactly. And you better laugh at it or else he'll disintegrate your heart <laughs> from, from miles away. <laughs> uh, who do you think is the, Nicole, you're familiar with comic book characters. Who is yeah, the most vaguely. Yeah. fun <laughs> comic book character to enjoy? Like, oh, they're the number one. The most fun? Yeah, like if someone, like a Michael Peter Lange- Porker Spider-Ham. Okay, all right. Especially if you like puns, that's what cracks me up. Like, uh, instead of Daredevil, it's Deer Devil. Yeah, I like uh, that. Ant-Man is just Ant. <laughs> it should be Aunt-Man, and it's a dude who is an aunt to everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you dresses want, up. You want to know how he gets his powers? What? He's a spider that gets bit by Aunt May, who is a pig. Okay, all right. <laughs> I like See, that. that's fun. I like that. It's I like Spider-Verse. Super fun. Oh, man, you loved Into the Spider-Verse. You said, dang, dude, I got to check this out in theaters six more times. Six more times. I do think it's one of the best superhero movies ever, though. Hell yeah. And if it wasn't animated, people would respect it more. I feel like people would respect it less if it wasn't animated. That was kind of what fair. was fucking cool about it was the animation style i agree but i also feel like that stuff is the reason why people still will talk about endgame like that's like the best superhero movie and i feel like spider-verse had like better motif better execution all around better characters Mm -hmm. and all that stuff but because you know it ain't got our dj in there and uh hemsworth and captain america you know they're always gonna give it to those guys yeah I like how you said, actor name, actor name, Captain America. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Christopher Evan. Chris something. No, I know, um, but I couldn't remember the name, though. And nobody actually likes Iron Man or Thor. They just like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth. Those characters were like, they were known and popular enough, but they were not like those types of characters for those actors. Yeah, now they're cool. Yeah, but I don't think it's, I don't think either part is better without the other. I think both the actors and the characters need to be the same for them to reach that peak popularity again. Because I don't think it, people don't really gravitate to any of those actors' projects outside of Marvel. People don't seem to gravitate to the new versions of the characters. What are you talking about? Due date? That movie was great. No, it wasn't. I wish I knew a single Chris Hemsworth. Uh, you know, Ghostbusters. Was he in Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters okay, all right. Bitch. That could have been another Hemsworth, Nicole. I actually saw uh, one he just did recently called Spiderhead, and I I didn't mind it. It was all right. It was just it was pretty generic. But other than that, I liked his thing in it. That's why I call him Chris Hemsworth and not Thor, because I was like, oh man, he I liked him in this, and he didn't seem like he was doing like a Thor or like. You know, what do they call it? The himbo thing that he did in like mm-hmm. uh, Ghostbusters where he's just a dumb uh, dude. He kind of had like a charismatic, like smart character. And I thought he did all right. Uh, but yeah, nobody's going to care about that as much as Love and Thunder that's coming out. And I feel like I, I don't feel like anybody has really been searching for Robert Downey Jr.'s movies recently. You know what I mean? 
His season uh, of SNL. Do little much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do little. <laughs> that one with the farting dragon in it. <laughs> like, come on. Was he in an, or like, didn't he do Around the World in 80 Days recently? Or am I thinking of Doolittle? What? I think that's Steve Ugin. Is that that dude's name? Oh, could be. It was like around. He did that, I think, with. No, that's the old one. Isn't that the one with like Jackie Chan? And yeah, there is one with Jackie Chan. I could have swore Downey Jr. was in one recently. I think you're thinking of Doolittle. Yeah, <laughs> probably. That's, that looks like the type of around the world in 80s type of movie they'd make. Yeah. But I, I mean, I like this movie, Colossal. Uh, I think it's. It's pretty interesting, and I it, it's the movie that really made me look at A24, how everybody does, because I realized, like, the type of weird stuff they're willing to do mm-hmm. with yeah. movies, because I feel like I would never even hear of something like this from another studio other than them at this point. I, I got a couple more notes. One is a, a note from Nicole. There's a time when Tim, is, he, he comes to town, and he's like, you're— you're not, you're a writer, you're not a waitress. And then I said, you're a badass in a leather jacket. And then for some weird reason, Nicole, this was hers. You're not a waitress. And then Nicole says, you're a Gorgonite. <laughs> I don't know why. Because the monster, dude. Oh, the monster looks like a Gorgonite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I did think that conversation was a little weird there having when he was like, she immediately jumped to him being jealous. And I was like, I didn't know how that got jealous. I thought what was going on was he was so used to yelling at her. He couldn't control like not having that energy towards her. And it probably festered into something terrible in him. But I didn't get the whole jealousy thing. But then I stopped thinking about it when they met Jason Sudeikis and that scene happened. That was just so crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) when they were at the bar. I was like, I had no idea what was going on, and I I, I kind of liked it, but at the same time, I was like, wow, they are really... It, it helped me know that they were going to kill that dude at the end of the movie because they oh, were yeah. going so far <laughs> with how <laughs> what she was doing. Like, I was like, you clearly... This dude's dead by the end of this because he he's doing things now that's like, this is, this is insane. Like, he'd be locked up forever. Like, I still didn't get why she didn't call the cops on him at any point, but I guess I get it. I, I honestly don't. I didn't know what the cop rule was. Was it, it's a small town, so the cops like me, so they're not going to listen to me? Or like, because when he's like, you know, at a certain point, you can just call cops to somebody for that. Yeah. Or for, you know, coming into your house, beating you, multiple things. Speaking yes. of, she, he just shows up. She comes home, turns on a light. He's sitting there and she's like, oh, and then there's this chase scene. And you can see clearly that I don't know why Nightbot is not just blocking these individuals who keep spamming shit. They're just, here's a warning, but not even for the sex stuff. It is for too many emojis. I don't know. (laughs) So she, they're running upstairs and you can tell that this is not a real house. This is a like set because the stairway banister the banister the the railway is so shaky the railway is a better word than banister is so shaky and i was like man where's an owl when you need it yeah i mean that whole scene was just weird i mean i thought maybe the reason he wasn't hitting her at first was because you know he was like maybe then he's like avoiding police being called on him but at a certain point sneaking in the house and all that stuff when she made the threat I'll call the cops. I was like, I don't get why 
why don't you do that mm-hmm. at a certain point? Especially when he did hit her. Because prison will keep you from getting to the playground. Yeah. I feel like he'd get a good sentence from that. And what's he going to do? Just come out fired up for the playground, stand there again, let him hit you, and go back for again. Like, who cares? Or maybe she's worried that he'll tell everyone that she is the monster, which, like, it's like, how would you prove that? That's what I'm talking about. You'd make people think he's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Also, the owl references from the staircase, that guy who pushed his wife down the staircase said, uh, an owl came in the window and uh, freaked her out and she fell down. I don't know what that, the fuck are what, you talking what that about? situation it, It's a, <laughs> like a huge true crime thing called The Staircase. There's an HBO documentary about it, and I believe they're making a dramatized series on it as well. And this dude had done the same thing in a different country, and then years later, another one of his wives dies in the similar fashion. And he's like, an owl came in through the window. Yeah, and they believed him. I think because they didn't have the, like, solid proof they yeah, couldn't put him away. Yeah, and then you guys, like, wonder why she wouldn't call the cops. I'm like, I don't think they would fucking do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he had that energy of the small town thing, but it was... I just thought when he punched her and Sex Buddy was there to, like, see that... Even the first time when they struggled, I was like, at a certain point, shouldn't somebody be getting, like, the police involved? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I get it. But also, like sex buddy like probably didn't do anything because he's fucking afraid of him yeah that too i mean i get it it's he does go to a different bar and when he sees that happening all like he sees oh yep uh that my friends back in the playground fucking go to the playground and stop this what are the muscles for they they made the point of like showing he was like strong dude when she was going over there to like fuck him and stuff and it's like bro like are you really just like a really sheepish idiot like small town idiot like who just works out like go do something they also made the point when she like takes off his shirt you see that he has a gun in the holster on his pants yeah man it's Chekhov's gun he should have went there with the gun and said none of this happened guy there was there was not a real there was not a gun talking about I was like where did that happen Uh, My last note, because we got to get on out of here, is the flight from New York City to Seoul would have taken 14 (laughs) hours, possibly 15 hours. So I think uh, she would have been actually cool because from if it was 8.05 and she's like, oh, let me do this now. That's probably like 10. Let's say she hops on a thing at noon because there's not going to be an immediate flight. Let's even say one that's still setting her still at that time, one or or like 5 a.m. So she'd still be able to make it there in time to be like, hey, I'm taking this fucker down. Yeah, I was just going to let it go at that point because it, it just seemed so clear. Like, I, you know, and they played it off in the movie. I think that's why it comes off so weird because they were clearly playing it off like you don't know where she's going mm-hmm. until you see like the stuff. So I think that's like seems a little shaky. And I think that allows the audience to go with it when the reveal's there. You're just kind of caught in the clever bit of it. I, I At least that's where I was. I was just like, oh, that's clever because mm-hmm. I do like what she did in bringing the monster there. Uh, I still don't necessarily... I don't necessarily get how that works. It's just like at two different points on the opposite sides of the globe or something that that happens in. It's magic. Well, it's because she had the, it was the soul diorama. 
What? The diorama that she had was of Korea. It was for yeah. a project. That's why it's happening uh, in that yeah. area. Yeah. Area. So, like, it was of that specific area? <laughs> That's just a, a child's <laughs> mind wonders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not trying to do that. That's why I was like, it's it works. It worked for me. Enough. I So, I also, I thought, because I've seen this before, but I forgot how it ended. And I thought it was going to be like, she shows up in Seoul, and the monster still shows up, but in Seoul. And then you just get, like, a monster fight. No. But yeah, we don't. That dude gets yeeted. That was going to be somehow, I was trying to make the opening that it's like he, Jason Sudeikis wakes up and like I'm playing Jason Sudeikis and he's like, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. And then Nicole comes in and goes, hi, I'm St. Peter. And he's like, oh shit, I'm at Heaven's Gate. And then runs down a list of things I did bad in my life. That would have been great. Didn't have time to write that up. And, you know, you can't depend on uh-huh. Nicole, or not depend on Nicole, you can always depend on Nicole. You can't ask Nicole to do a lot of script reading. When Is that true? It's a, I can't fuck you because I can't spoil it because it's a script that James wrote for a future thing. Coming up in a few hours or next week. And if- I would say that. Most people would also be like, James, what the fuck? I did not agree to reading this. To reading this? Hmm? But I wrote, I, I wrote it and read it to you. And I was like, this is the intro. Yeah. You didn't say I was going to be saying stuff. It, well, it should have been inferred and implied. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Nicholas, for being here. Sorry we really didn't talk about the movie, but... Uh, I feel we, like we talked about yeah, it a lot. Yeah, we did. Oh, damn, really? Okay, all right. I went through all my notes, yeah. so I feel like we talked about it a lot. Shove my asshole dry. Nick, what do you have to plug? Uh, I mean, I have a new song out called Mind Blown. You can find me uh, just typing just Nick, the words just Nick and the word period. In a search engine, you can find me. You can find me on all platforms, all my music. You can find my articles on my site, justnickperiod.com. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can find more episodes of me on uh, the MLM pod network universe existence, whatever it is, you know. Mm -hmm. You guys are ubiquitous these days all around. Again, thanks for having me also. Yes, thank you for being here. Yeah. Nicole, what do you have to plug? Oh, um, go to darlinghomebody.com for creepy cute stuff that I make. Follow Darling Homebody on social medias and then patreon.com slash darlinghomebody. Hey guys, I'm just plugging this. Patreon.com forward slash MLM pod where for $5 a month you get exclusive podcasts such as Engage with Nicolas Cage. This existed. Death from Above, a Sam and Max podcast, and starting in July, oh my god, what is this? Mostly speaking Sentai bonus episodes where we are discussing Akiba Ranger, aka unofficial Sentai, Akiba Ranger. It's going to be a blast. I love that show. Just got done with season one myself in preparation, and it is so fucking good, guys. Oh, baby. But if you're a $10 patron, you get a, you get more exclusive podcasts on that tier, our past watch-alongs, live streams, and shout-outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F., 
Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D-F-O, Kayla, aka Two Grapes, Jordan B, The Chaos Witch, oh my god, that's my brother-in-law, Joshua Jakes, oh my god, and Stephen Barnes of Sweet Child of Time, I'm that sweet child in that podcast, oh my god, it's the woman which I was birthed from, it's my mother. And finally, Lil Corey's BFF and roommate, Shane. I've been James. I'm Nicole. And I'm Nick. And we've been Mostly, mostly Speaking Sentai, Sentai, but colossal. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLMPod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.